with you. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for allowing us to come on this platform to be able to spend this time with you. And you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we just invite your presence to come and tabernacle with us tonight. We thank you for those that have made it out, and we pray for those that are viewing online and even those that are on their way. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let us stand as we sing um, when we all get to heaven. Um, you have your hymnals. If you don't have your hymnals, you may have your smartphone, your, your, your I, what is it, the Android. Um, but page 633 when we all get to heaven all together. rejoicing that will be. I'm so blessed and honored to be able to come before you tonight um, to be able to share our topic on um, God in the sanctuary. Why is there a need for the sanctuary? Um, and so we'll be running this revival for the month of November. But here it is. Here it is. It's only on Wednesdays, Thursday, Fridays, and Sabbath. Amen? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So somebody asked me, said, Pastor, you're running this for the whole month. Well, they used to do that back in the day, amen? But we're going to do it a little bit different, and we're going to run it on just those four days throughout the month. And then on the last week, of, um, the last week of November, um, we're going to do something special. We're going to do something a little bit different. 
where all the churches in the area will be coming together in the slam area. Um, and so we'll have our service here at Tabernacle of Praise on that Wednesday as we celebrate Thanksgiving, amen, being thankful for what God has done and what he's doing and even what he's about to do in the lives of his people. And then on that, on that Thursday, um, we'll be fellowshipping with um, um, Agape, but this will be online, so you can stay home. I know COVID, COVID has um, have a lot of us still at home on our couches, and so th this is an excuse for you to stay home, amen? Amen, somebody said amen. <laughs> Uh, and so on that Thursday, we'll have a, um, a, a service presented by Pastor um, Keith Hackle, the pastor of the Agape um, Church. Um, and this will be viewed on our SLAM YouTube page. So we do have a SLAM page. These are all the churches in the area, um, Central States Conference, all the churches. We have a SLAM YouTube page. So you'll be able to view that service on that Thursday. Also, also on that Wednesday, on that, well, on that Wednesday, you can view the service on our SLAM page as well, as well as the top, the, um, top SLAM um, YouTube page. On that Friday, um, Lighthouse, uh, Pastor Byron Wright uh, will bring the word of God to us, and you again be able to view that service on our SLAM YouTube page. On that Sabbath, we'll be back in our prospective churches we'll have our high day and Sabbath on, on Sabbath as we close out our revival with a communion at four o'clock. Amen. Um, this communion will take place at the north side Seventh Day Adventist Church where Pastor um, Trevor Barnes um, is the pastor. Um, and so you will also be able to view that communion service um, on our SLAM uh, YouTube page. Um, and so we're just asking for those that are viewing online from your different churches um, that you get with your pastor, um, get with your elders so that you can receive your emblems. Um, here at Tabernacle Praise, um, we have it set up where you can um, reach out to Elder um, Harris, or one of the elders, or on that Sabbath, that morning, Sabbath morning, you can pick up your emblems then. Amen? Because at 4 o'clock we'll be having our service. Again, we just want to welcome everyone. Um, I know this is this is our first night, so to ask, if, do we have any first-time visitors with us? I think everyone is here for the very first time. But if you've never been in Tabernacle of Praise, I'm looking at in the audience, and I see we're all family, praise God. Uh, but listen, go ahead and invite a friend. Let them know that we are here, that we'll be running this um, for the month of November. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's just open up our um, service with another song um, by Sister Beverly. Um, we'll share a word with us through song and then we'll get right back into the message. This is a song that everyone is familiar with. Welcome into this place.
Sister Beverly, for that song. Thank you so much, choir. Amen, for joining in with us. Tonight, we want to dive into our topic tonight um, as we look at worship in the sanctuary. This is our theme. We'll be dealing with this throughout um, the month um, as we look into um, this here topic, which is very vital, uh, very crucial. Um, in the times in which we're living in, I believe that God is really wanting to hear from and even speak to um, his people. There is so much um, uh, that is going on in the world that is driving a lot of God's people away. And when we look at the sanctuary, we'll be able to see just how crucial um, these times that we're living in, how crucial they are. I mean, it's so easy to get comfortable. It's so easy to become lax. It's so easy um, to allow the day, the mundanes of, of, of the day um, to just sweep us away. Um, as they used to say back in the old days, I um, used to well, lullaby us to sleep. I mean, it's just so easy to get caught up in that. And so what we want to do, we just want to spend a little time now. I would love to hear from you. Um, I know we're masked up in here, but um, I would love to hear from you. I want this to be a little bit more interactive, not just a preachy. Um, I, may, I may preach, but I, the, the, the aim is to, is to have a dialogue, um, to be able to talk about this thing, because we have to understand um, that these are very crucial times that we're living in. And when you look around, especially after the um, COVID-19 um, um, hit um, and just the, even getting back into the church, and I hate to keep dwelling on that, but, but, but the truth of the matter is when you look at what's going on, um, it's just, it's just, these are just some very scary and dangerous times. And so you may even ask the question, um, you know, um, why did God even um, have the need for a sanctuary? What what, what is the reason for the sanctuary? Why did God even create the sanctuary? Amen. I think I'm having a little trouble uh, with my clicker here, Brother Andre. I don't know if it went to sleep. Amen. There we go. There we go. There we go. Why God needed um, a sanctuary? Why is, what is God trying to do? Uh, uh, so we want to go back into the beginning um, of the story. We want to go back to the beginning. Um, where it all began, all started. Um, where did it all start, brothers and sisters? In the garden. In the garden. I mean, that's where sin began. Now, I like that, sister, she said, in heaven, because the truth of the matter is, um, when Lucifer was in heaven, amen, um, this created being, this beautiful being, 
um, um, he sinned. Amen. Um, he was cast out of heaven, kicked down to this earth that we're living in now, um, and he manipulated or deceived, as the Bible says, um, the first human pair, Adam and Eve. Amen. Heard the voice of God. Amen. Adam and Eve heard the voice of God um, in, the, in the cool of the day, uh, walking in the garden. Uh, uh, Genesis 3, 8. This means that in the beginning, there was direct communication with the creator and his creation. I'm talking about not going to your closet or going to your room and kneel down in prayer, which works fine. I pray all the time. But I'm talking about a time where you were able to actually have direct contact with God. Now, I don't know about you, just the thought of that, it does something to me. I mean, why else do we gather here and sing these praises and we lift our hands and we, 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 we offer this up to a sacrifice of praise? Why do we do all of that if we're not wanting to even see Jesus? And so just the idea that Adam and Eve used to walk with him, used to have that direct communication with the Father. Amen. That just, that just, that just does something to me. That just does something to me. So this means that in the beginning there was direct communication between the creator and, the, and, 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 and this um, creation. What a lovely time that must have been. In the beginning, hours of that creator and, the cre and his creation would all get together and they would sit back and they would dialogue. They would have a wonderful time together. They would be able to just talk about things. Adam would ask so many questions. You know, when he looked at his beautiful Eve, he had questions. She had questions. So why do things function as they do? Why were things created to look the way they look, God? Why, why, why did you create the, 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 the heavens and the earth first? Why, why did you go in the order that you went in? But there was more than just explaining creation. At this time, they were also giving clear instructions concerning God's will. And so here you see that this first command that God gives Adam and Eve, the first command that he gives them, he tells them that, 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 that in, the tree, in the garden of all the trees that you can eat of, but there was one tree that you need to stay away from. And the Lord God commanded the man here in Genesis 2, 16, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, any tree in the garden, except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, the Bible says what? You will surely die. The difference between life and death. It was a beautiful thing to be able to sit with God and to be able to hear these instructions kind of put, it, put, put me in the mind of even my dad. Sometimes we would sit back and, 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 and we would talk and we would spend time together and, and we used to have wonderful times together, amen? But then there was those moments where dad, the, you know, the seriousness of his face, so you can tell that what he's saying to you at this point is not a plaything. And I can just imagine that as Adam and Eve sat and as they began to talk and, and, and spend this time with God, God, and as they began to share this intimate moment together, I can just see God's countenance kind of gets a little serious now. Amen. 
He gets a little serious now. Not, not now is no longer just talking about the stars and, 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 and the moon and then talk about how the water's flowing and great. Uh, that's all wonderful. That's all beautiful. But now, children of God, I need to talk to you about something that is detrimental to your life. Of all the trees that you may eat of, you, uh, there, there, there is one tree that I need you to stay away from. But of course, you know how the story goes. Uh, as Eve was hanging out in the garden. Now, I love it. I love to hear different sermons on this here topic because, you know, I've heard them say, you know, that Eve shouldn't have never left her husband's side. You ever heard that before? You know, that's why she got in trouble because she should have just stayed by his side. But I'm quite sure that God did not create Adam and Eve for them to stay connected by the hips. About like my wife and I, when we're at home, we go from one room to the next. We just, she in the kitchen two minutes, and next thing you know, she'll leave the kitchen, and I find myself following right behind her. And I can just imagine, I can just imagine that God created Adam and Eve with two different identities, two, two uh, uh, you know, likes and dislikes. There's some things that Adam liked, that, that you know, some taste that Adam liked, some, may, may, maybe some fruits that Adam liked, that Eve didn't like. May, you know, and, and so I'm quite sure that God was okay with Eve exploring the garden. I might get some eyebrows on that. I think that it was perfectly fine for Eve to go about the garden checking out the different things that God had created for them to enjoy. But here is the problem. Here is the problem. Uh, uh, Eve, in her enjoyment, in her excitement, she comes upon this serpent. Now, the Bible says that Lucifer, when he was in heaven, he was a beautiful angel most gorgeous angel that you have ever seen. Um, he was able to sing all the parts. Now, I'm struggling with one, but he was able to sing all the parts. But I can just imagine, my brothers and sisters, as Eve was in this garden and, and as God began to share some things with her and with Adam about of all the trees that you can touch, uh, 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 that you can eat of, should I say. And we know that Eve added that touch part. But, but of all the trees you can eat of, but there's one tree. Uh, I need you not to eat of it. Now, God didn't go any further in that conversation. He didn't say to Eve that, um, you know, tomorrow um, you're going to run into this here wicked uh, um, serpent and he's going to try to trick you. You know, there was was none of that conversation taking place that that they need to be aware of of an enemy. I mean, why would they think of an enemy when you're you living in bliss? You know, I often think of a marriage. I say, you know, no two people walk down the aisle that I know of. I could be wrong. Since we, I've been wrong before. <laughs> but, but, but no two people walk down the aisle of holy matrimony with the intentions on getting a divorce. Hmm? I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I don't know, Elder, Elder uh, Wellington, I, I mean, may, may, maybe I'm missing something here. Uh, but but, but I, 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 I have yet to hear of anyone going down the aisle with the sole purpose of getting a divorce. To me, it's always until death do you part, not because the preacher said it. And so there was no forewarning that tragedy was about to happen. 
Eve, there was no forewarning that tragedy outside of, of all the trees you can eat of, but this one. Now we know that God is a wise God. God is all knowing. God will give you everything that you need. So God, in actuality, didn't have to break it down to the fifth power. God didn't have to give detail upon detail upon detail about the serpent. Simply obeying. God said, don't eat of it. That's all you need. You see, sometimes we like to overthink things. Anybody ever overthought some stuff? You take that thing down the street, turn a corner, <laughs> park the car, get out, go in and get a snack and come back and keep on running. Amen. Sometimes we overthink things, but God said of all the trees you can eat of but this one, I need you to stay away from it. But there was more than just that. The Lord God commanded that you not to eat of, but it was not long before that Eve listened to the voice of this serpent. And that the forbidden fruit, and in Genesis 3, Genesis 3, verse 6 says, And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes, amen? Oh, man, that must have been, now, I, I don't know, what's your, what's your favorite fruit? What, what, anybody like apples? Salad. Salad. Is that a fruit? <laughs> My Lord. A uh, fruit, fruit. <laughs> cherries. cherries. I love cherries. <laughs> strawberries. I love strawberries. Pineapples, I love. I don't think there's a fruit. Well, let me take that back because my wife, she loves a lot of different fruits, especially um, um, anybody like mangoes? Yeah. That's a fruit. That's a good fruit. Um, it's kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah. I love pineapples. Grapes. I love grapes. Watermelon. Watermelon. There we go. That is. Bananas. And so it was pleasing. Whatever this fruit was. Now, we like to say that fruit was an apple. Amen. Uh, we even see pictures. I was, you know, trying to find a nice slide. And, 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 and all the pictures that I've seen of the fruit that um, Eve partook of, it was an apple. The Bible says it was a fruit. Of all the, it, 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 was, it was good for food. It was pleasing to the eyes. And here it is right here. And also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and she ate it. And the Bible says in Genesis 3, 6, that she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it also. He did. I love it. I love it because God spoke to Adam and said, listen, sir, now I'm going to need you to watch this garden. I'm going to need you to care for it. I'm going to need you to... You know, uh, uh, till it. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to just take care of this here garden. This is your place of habitation. This is this is your world. I need you to enjoy yourself in it. Now, as he told Adam and Eve, now you can eat of everything but this one tree. Now, let me ask you this: Did Adam know what tree Eve picked that fruit from? I told you this was gonna be a little interactive. Anybody got you scratching your head? <laughs> Sure, sure, okay, sure he did. And, and, you know, I mean, we talked about the different types of fruit. We talked about our favorite fruits, thank you so much. We talked about the different fruits and, and that, 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 that we love, and, and, and surely we know the difference between a pear and a mango. Mm -hmm. 
And, 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 and I'm quite sure I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And I don't want to stretch the imagination. But, 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 but I, can just, I, I can just imagine that the fruit that Eve presented to Adam was not one of the fruits from the tree that God had ordained them to partake of. Amen. Now, the Bible doesn't talk about, you know, Adam having a conversation with Eve. The text simply says she gave to her husband and he ate of it. <laughs> that they are right there. Say, who was with her? And so because we look back through history, we find out that prejudice uh, creates walls between people. Seeing what happened when Adam and Eve bit that fruit, they put, they put up a wall now between God and man. Now, the wonderful conversations that they had, now the wonderful uh, 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 interactions that, 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 that God and Adam and Eve once had, now they can no longer have it. That now there is something that is presented now where it prevents them from having this bond one with another. Now, I mean, it, I, I'm sure that must have pained Adam and Eve, as a result of what they did. But let me explain something to you, family of God. Uh, 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 there is no amount of pain that you, can, that, 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 that you can experience that will outweigh the pain that God felt when his creations went against his commands. There is no amount of pain that you will ever experience that will outweigh the pain that God experiences every time one of his children go against his commands. There is no amount of pain that you will ever be able to muster up that will trump the God of creation when it comes to his children. And so God felt some kind of way. Uh, God, God felt some kind of way. And so sin created this wall between friends. And, and we can understand that today because we can look back through history and find that prejudice creates wall between people, between friends. We find out that, that, that our nations, uh, they build walls. They do all of these things to keep people out. They build walls to separate. Sin creates walls. We know that God is telling us, even in Isaiah, uh, even in Isaiah, the Bible says that but your iniquities have separated you from your God. He goes on to say, and your sins have hidden his face from you. God was in agony. To think that his creation, he, when, he, when he created man, when he created the heavens and the earth, when he created the seas, he stood back and he said it was good. But then on the sixth day, when God, he, still, he, he, he knelt down and the Bible says he grabbed dirt and he began to shape man. He spent some time with man. 
This wasn't just some let there be man and there was, but this was an intimate relationship. God is now molding, putting details, the curvatures, the bone cheeks, the structure. God is now spending some time, and when he got finished, he stood back. He didn't say it was good, but he said it was very good. So you can imagine the pride that God must have felt just like us as parents when we have uh, our, our, like our first grandson, or even our first child, our first, uh, our first child. Uh, you would be so proud, uh, you know, as a new parent. You, you won't, you know, we weren't doing the mass uh, uh, back then, uh, but, but we were telling everybody to wash their hands and uh, cover your head. Anybody know what I'm talking about with that first one? Then by the time that third one come along, you, you gotta get him, just just. Get Let's take them with you. Amen. God took, he, 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 he took some pride in the fact that this man, he, he, he is made, and this woman, they're made in my image. So I can just imagine God as he stepped out uh, and as he went to go meet up with Adam and Eve. And, and we know that God is all knowing. God see everything. He know everything. Uh, but, but yet he's still God and he allow us the freedom to choose. And I can imagine on that day when God stepped out to go meet up with his creation. When, when he went to go talk with Adam. Probably had, you know, we had such a good day, a, a good time earlier, Adam. I, I just want to continue my conversation with you. I just want to be able to spend just a little bit more time with you. But oh, to God's Surprise when he gets there and he sees that man and woman are covered with leaves. Ah, the disappointment, the letdown, the hurt that God must have felt to see his beloved creation has now went against the command. And I would like to believe, as I, as I just share my thoughts, that God understood exactly what man was going to do even before he did it. Your iniquities, meaning your sins, have separated between you and your God. God understood. God understood. Genesis 3.22 goes on to say, And the Lord God said that man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. God understood. God already foresaw this. God knew exactly what was going to happen. So the Lord God, he, he, he said, you know what? You can't stay here. But before you leave, I can't let you leave with the fig leaves on. I can't let you leave, although you have to leave, you have to go from here, uh, but I can't let you leave in the condition that you're in. God understands, even though we make mistakes, even though we fall short, God said, I cannot leave you in that state. 
I can't just turn my back on you even though you disobeyed me, even though you went against my command. And the truth of the matter is, I believe that God set things up not to hurt us, not to harm us, but to help us. God set things in place to keep us safe. He's not trying to keep you from something. He's trying to keep you from something, but he's not trying to keep you from happiness and, and joy. He's trying to keep you from pain and suffering. But oh, how many times do we run to pain and suffering thinking we're running to something that's going to help us? God understood. He said, I can't leave you in that condition, so I have to make some clothes for you. So God had to kill a lamb. Hallelujah. I don't know why we don't want to progress. The devil is a liar. It must be getting good. I must be stepping on. I might not be stepping on your toes, but I guess I'm stepping on his. There we go. Hallelujah. And so we know that both of their eyes were both open. Uh, they, 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 they were open and they realized that they were naked. And the Bible says they ran and they hid themselves from God. They hid themselves from God because they were ashamed. And that's what sin does. Sin will make you feel ashamed. Sin will have you feel uh, so low and, and, and so dirty. That's sin. But see, before the sin happened, before it happens, you know, uh, it, it, it was a good thing. The, the, the Bible says that when Eve looked at the tree, it, 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 it was pleasing to the eyes. It, it, it just looked so beautiful. It, it was so desirable. Oh, man, that, you know, it, surely God don't want me to stay away from that guy. Surely, surely, that's not the girl. She, she, surely, that's not her. Oh, come on, God. You sure that's the one? <laughs> surely, surely, God, you don't want that car, man. Lord, I've been praying for that car. I've been praying about that house. I've been surely, God, that's not the one you. Yeah, yeah, that very thing, because that thing right there is what's gonna make a difference between heaven and hell. And it's amazing that we don't see it sometimes when God tell us no or when God shut doors or when God locks stuff down or, or we think that, you know, the enemy is out. No, 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 it's not the enemy. It very well may be that God is trying to save you from something. We quick to want to talk about how the enemy, they, we, give him, we give him too much credit. You are a child of God. When you woke up in the morning, you said, Lord, order my steps. You lead me. So if I have God leading me, if God is directing me, that when I run into a trouble, some, some trouble in the day, then I know that, God, you already had that thing. It's like, it's like Jesus telling the disciples to get in the boat, and I'm going to meet you on the other side. Oh, I feel my help. I'm trying to, I said this was going to be interactive. He said, get in the boat and go on the other side. And as they went towards the other side, the text says that they ran into a storm. It's not like Jesus 
didn't know the storm was on the horizon. Could it be that God wants you in the midst of a storm just so you can see just how awesome, just how good, just how great my God is? Is it possible that God allows stuff to show up in our lives just because God wants you to see another side of him? Sometimes we get caught up in just one facet of God when God is saying, I'm bigger than that. I'm greater than that. There is so much to me that I have to allow certain things to happen. Hallelujah. Is that all right? I'm talking about the sanctuary. I know, I, I know I'm, I'm just laying the foundation. And, and, and also I just want to share with you that we're not going to get through uh, 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 um, study one on tonight. It's a, it's, it's a little lengthy, uh, uh, but, but we will bring it back on tomorrow. Amen. So I want you to let your friends know, amen, that we're going to be in here going through this thing. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about this thing because we have to understand what is going on in this heavenly sanctuary as well as, as it relates to what is going on in the earth. Amen. And so God, God, God tells them, he said, you have to understand, I had to make coats for you. I have to, I have to, I have to send you on your way. I have to get you out of here uh, because if you eat of the tree of, of life, amen, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be around forever. <laughs> you're going to be around forever with your stuff. And so kicking them out, amen, was a good thing. I remember my daddy had to put me out. I remember he had to put me out. He put me out twice. Amen. God bless him. My dad's deceased now, but he put me out twice. The first time he put me out, it was, it, it was a little brutal. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't want to go too far down that road, but it was brutal. Amen. Uh, uh, TVs was flying. Shotguns being loaded. It was brutal. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, and so he put. <laughs> it was brutal, y'all. It was brutal. I wish he was here. I wish he was sitting right there because I don't even know if he remembered. Uh, but I do because I was the one putting my hand on the door trying to get out. But, but the second time he put me out, amen, he felt, he felt a little sorry for me from the first time he put me out, I guess. He saw me downtown. I was in a bad way. And so he saw me downtown. He didn't recognize me. I had full beard homeless and um, he said son go home and get cleaned up and we'll talk when I get home that lasted about two weeks <laughs> it was put out again come on somebody but I'm so glad that when God put Adam and Eve out of the garden he understood that no matter what happens I will always be there for you but I like how my dad was we don't always get it and God says I understand that and the Lord God made for Adam and Eve, for his wife, garments of skin and clothe them. Amen. The Bible says that he had to kill the lamb. Because of their sins. I almost said their stupidity. But you know, sin will make you stupid. You do know that, right? <laughs> I credit that to my, one of the sins that my wife said, you know, sin to make you stupid. Sin will have you believing you the finest thing on crack cocaine. Come on, somebody. Sin will have you thinking that you're the best thing that happened since Kuwait. Mm -hmm. Sin will have you, ladies, thinking, thinking you're the finest thing since, 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 since sliced bread. 
And the truth of the matter is, you're not, I'm not, you are dirt. I told somebody at one time, they looked at me like I lost my mind. The truth of the matter is, you dirt. The Bible says that he took dirt. <laughs> and he breathed life into dirt. You're nothing but glorified dirt. You look good, smelling good, a nice, nice, nice outfit. Some of us with our designer masks on, you look good. <laughs> Something had to die. There was no way around it. I marveled over that thing for a long time. I said, God, as wise as you are, maybe you would like that too. As all-knowing and all-powerful, surely, Jesus, come on, Lord. You mean there was no other way for you to redeem me than to send your son? Is that the only way? I mean, come on, you can't go in the back room with the Holy Ghost and Jesus and y'all come up with some other plan other than this crucifixion? But see, when you understand the depths of sin, when you understand how sin destroys, how sin tears up stuff, when you understand that there was no other way, you can't come with sin with just a mopping glow. You got to get some blood on that thing. It's the only way you're going to combat sin. It's not an I thing. It's not a my thing. It's not a try. I'm trying. No, 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 no. Trying is not going to cut it. I'm trying to live for Jesus. But yet we are able to do everything else. But when it comes to the things of God, we're trying. Everybody, no, 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 no. This is 2021, and the time to get our house in order is now. No more playing around. No more games. Put your Tonka toys up. Put your G.I. Joes up, and it's time to be about our Father's business. Let your yay be yay, and your nay be nay. I'm trying. No, you're not. These are crucial times that we're living in. Something had to die. And the Bible goes on to share with us. Hallelujah. Goes on to share with us. Says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Something had to die. God understood that. The Lord, he had to make these coats. He had to do these things for us. But I thank God that although I may have sinned, although I may have messed up, although I may have fallen short, although I may have just, 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 just went all the way bad, I thank God that the wages of sin is dead. But the gift of God. It's the gift of God. I didn't deserve it. I can't earn it. It was nothing I can do. It was a gift that God gave me. Hallelujah. It was a gift. He could have taken his gift and said, you know what? That one right there, that one right there. Yeah, I'm talking about me when I'm pointing over. That one, that one right there. He's hopeless. And I guarantee you, there were moments when my family thought I was, it was a wrap. You know what? Just, just, just give up on him. 
He, he is far gone. You probably know somebody like that. You may be that person. You may be watching online and somebody may have told you that you're a hopeless cause. Let me tell you something. I've been there. Amen. I got, you know, I, I, I used to live in that house, not on that street, but I lived in that house where I was a hopeless cause. It seemed like everything I touched, everything I did, it went south to the border. And it wasn't until I gave it over to Jesus, it wasn't until I stopped trying to do it my way and did it his way that things began to come in order. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but I want eternal life. I want eternal life. Hallelujah. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions, even when we were messed up, even when we said, God, get away from him. Lord, leave me alone. Oh, he just stood back and said, they know not what they say. He know not what he's doing. He really don't realize what's happening right now. But in actuality, I'm really drawing him closer. I'm not pushing him away. You see, he wasn't pushing Adam and Eve away by putting them out the garden. He was really setting them on the path to come back to him. Oh, ah, I felt my help right there. He's not pushing you away, but he's putting you in a place where now you can think a little clear. Now you can see him a little clear. God is now allowing some stuff to unfold in your life because God is trying to get you to a place where you can now talk to him like you did back in the days of old. He's trying to get you to that place hey I had to learn that I had to learn that God loves me that he don't hate me he don't despise me so when God was shutting stuff down and locking stuff up that was like a mother locking up the cabinet to keep the baby from going in there getting in stuff it's like the mama and the daddy putting all the bleach and all the dangerous stuff out of the way of the baby so the baby don't hurt itself. God sometimes have to put stuff out of the way sometimes God have to put careers on the hole sometimes God have to shut stuff down just to keep you Hallelujah. So God understood that even though man has sinned, God still loves us. Even though we do our own things at times, even though sometimes we get the big head, God says, I still love you. I still love you. I still care about you. Yes, he does. For God realized, even before the foundation, that we were going to find ourselves in a place of hopelessness. That God was, that we were going to end up in a place where, where it seemed like all hope is gone. But I would like to change your thinking, if you will. Because Hosea puts it like this, he says, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense. And seek my face. In their afflictions, they will seek me early. Did you get it? In their affliction. 
Sometimes God have to allow stuff to come upon us to draw us back to him. Hey, if that's not good news. You see, the enemy wants you to think that everything bad that happened to you is because God don't love you. Uh-huh. Now, I've never given birth. <laughs> I've never given, and, and, and don't have a desire to give birth. But being in the room with my wife, I understand she wasn't, I, I real, she wasn't laughing. <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, she wasn't, there, 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 was, there was no confetti dropping in, the, in that room. Amen. There was was no celebration in that room. The celebration came afterwards. The pain, the affliction that she was experiencing, amen, while it was hurtful. And although, although I tried my best, even saying stuff like, we, (laughs) we gonna make it through this. She politely looked at me and said, what do you mean we? God takes us through stuff so that we can see a different side of him. God understands everything about what you're going through, what you are experiencing. God understands all of that. And Jesus is agonizing over this terrible separation. How shall I give you up? How shall I, shall, shall I deliver you, Israel? How shall I make you at, 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 as Adam has already, has, has, how, how shall I set you as Zebion? How can I get you back to me? Well, in time, there was this baby named Moses. <laughs> Trying to finish this thing up here. This is just part one. Both Moses uh, 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 in Exodus chapter two, verse verse four and five, and, and he is miraculously he's saved uh, uh, by being discovered in the water by Pharaoh's daughter. And as we read the story, we understand that Pharaoh's daughter, that uh, Pharaoh puts out a decree uh, to kill all the male children of, of a certain age, and so that's why Moses was placed in the water in a basket because his mother was trying to save his life. But what we really need to understand was that it wasn't his mother was saving his life, but God was setting some things in motion, even in the midst of a city of turmoil, even though babies were being slaughtered and families were being broken and lives were being destroyed. God, in the midst of all of that, was setting some things in motion because God was looking at the bigger picture. God was looking beyond our faults and beyond all of our issues and beyond all of our struggles. And God was looking at what we needed. And what we need is a savior. And sometimes God has to allow stuff to just break up and break off. Just so the Holy Ghost can break through. God understands my brothers and sisters. 
So while all of this was going on, God was setting up a plan. They didn't know what God was doing, just like sometimes in our lives. We don't know what God is doing. God is setting up a plan. And so that's why Moses was in that bush, was in that water. Uh, God ordained it. Pharaoh's daughter being down by the water's edge doing whatever she was doing. She discovered Moses and of course saved his life because she fell in love with him. And here it is right here. She knew he was a Hebrew. She knew that there was a decree going on. She knew it because of the clothing and the blanket that he was wrapped in. So she knew what she was doing. But you see how God moves on the hearts of people? Even though they, she knew this decree was going on, it was something about Moses that she fell in love with just by looking at him. Now, as I wrap this up, I said that this is the last time right here. I'm going to end with this one right here. I know, I know I'm going to have to because my time, and I, I put on my notes here, I put... The end. I put, oh, here it is over here. <laughs> I put the end because I knew I wasn't going to get through it all. I didn't even get to the end. <laughs> but listen, listen, we have a lot. We have a lot uh, uh, as, we, as we understand why God had to put together this sanctuary in Hebrews, in Hebrews, in Hebrews. Let me put that up on the screen here. I have to get a little closer, maybe, I don't know. That's all right, I'll read it in your hearing. And we'll work on this. We'll work on this. Uh, uh, we see that given the choice between royalty and poverty, Moses, when he was come of to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen? Choosing, rather, to suffer the affliction with God's people. That's something right there. And so there were that here here we see uh, the real character in Moses that says that he wanted to be with God. He wanted to suffer affliction with the people of God. He wanted to serve his God more than he would want to be Pharaoh's daughter and eventually one of Pharaoh themselves. So Moses understood that there was something about him. He knew that there was something in him. That was working on the inside of him. He couldn't complain. He couldn't understand it. It didn't make sense to him. But what he knew was that the life he was living. It wasn't the life that was ordained for him. And that there was something else going on. And he just wanted to tap into it. You know my brothers and sisters. I, I've been there. I've, I've, I've been in, in that place where uh, I tried so many things. To try to, you know, to satisfy that, that God spot. Amen. We all have that God spot. And, and, and too often we try to fill that God spot with so many things. And, and the truth of the matter is there is nothing that you can put in that spot that will satisfy you but God. But God. He's the only one that will satisfy you that will be able to give you complete 
complete surrender, that will give you complete satisfaction. Only God can do that. God has to set things in motion and in place in our lives, oftentimes that we don't understand, and he keeps it from us because he knows we'll mess it up. Uh-huh. I know we all discipline in here. We're going to behave. No, you're not. Let me help into the kingdom and help you come on. No, you're not. Everybody say, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to mess it up. You're going to mess it up. It's been proven. God gave our first parents just of all this stuff out here, of all the, the, the I'm going to say trillion and billion. I don't know how many it was. <laughs> I just need you to stay away from one. Just one. And we couldn't do that. There may be somebody that, 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 that needs to hear this. I'm going to ask you to share this with somebody. Let them know we're here. I'm going to be here every night. Tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday night. And we'll come back again next Wednesday. This is going to be a little different. Now, I said I'm going to try to make this interactive. I got caught up. Got excited. But we're going to do better. I need y'all to pray for me. He <laughs> said, so now you keep doing what you're doing. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. And as we look at the sanctuary, as we look at the times that we're living in, God, I just ask you to reveal your truths to us. Prepare my heart and my mind, oh God, as I go forward. And if there's anyone out there, God, that you know that need to hear this message, I ask that you will have them tune in, connect with us. For we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Again, we want to thank you for joining in with us again. You online, we praise God for you. Um, just go ahead and um, share this link with, with your family and your friends. Let them know that we're in the house. Um, we'll be back here again on tomorrow um, at 7 o'clock. Um, and I hope to see you then. God bless you and have a wonderful evening.